Uh, yeah, it's better. It's better. You're turning blue and gray. <laughs> but um, for sure, man, I don't. Uh, let's let's do let's get into the. Oh, I gotta switch the. Uh, I gotta switch the banner here. This is some yeah. So guys, yep. we had a uh, we had a little discussion before the podcast today, and I think we want to do a um, a Timberwolves talk segment every podcast. So I think uh, might might have to trademark that Timberwolves talk. Trademark. Timberwolves no, talk. <laughs> yep. But, um, so I so go ahead. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is every week we're just gonna talk about. It's just gonna kind of keep everyone like. Um, updated on what's going on with the Timberwolves during the year because during the season I mean not everyone's gonna have the time to watch every game so what we're gonna do is just kind of go over the games that happened that week um talk about some of the interesting storylines this week there's very interesting storylines. yeah we'll, we'll get into that but yeah so we're gonna talk about a little bit of Timberwolves every week and just make sure that we always hit it every week and uh and just talk about it yeah, so first I think um, we could get into the Rondé Hollis-Jefferson signing. Um, and he's one of those guys that's only 25 years old, and he feels like he's been around the league like 15 years. I, and I don't know say. I don't know why it is, but he feels <laughs> like he's been around a long time. He seems like he's 35. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a great it's a great signing. I think some I think wing depth is always good, and he's a great defender. Um, and obviously the Timberwolves need a little defense, so I think I'm I'm happy with the signing. Um, I think he can compliment guys very well on the second team. Yeah, plus you are, he already has that chemistry with D'Lo from the Nets. They Those were the two guys that kind of carried the Nets. That's what D'Lo said. Um, they interviewed him right after the Nets 2019 playoff run. He said he literally said Rondé Hollis Jefferson was the glue that held that Nets team together. See, we we asked him to bring in some some vets, and he might he's not really a vet, but um, he seems like a vet. He seems like a vet. He's got that old soul. Lefty, yeah. Can he Lefty. shoot? Can he shoot? Uh, he could. He could hit a fifteen footer. I don't know if he can step outside the arc, but he he can he can pull in through um from mid range. So I think um overall, I really do like the Rondé Hollis Jefferson signing. It was a one year one one point two million dollar contract, so pretty much a minimum. And you know, if he if it doesn't work out this year, that's fine. So I think it's a great signing. I mean, yeah, and we and also we also got another key piece of that Nets team in uh, Ed Davis. Yeah, really stoked um, about that one too. Assembling the big three from the Brooklyn Nets. It's yep. kind of like um the Minnesota Bulls, or what did they used to call us? The, when the we, Timber Bulls. The Timber Bulls. Now are the Timber Nets is what we basically are. Um <laughs> But uh I'll hit you with some Rondé Hollis Jefferson trivia. Where did he go to college? Was it Arizona? It was. There you go. See? Um Yeah. So also what do you so now with all these new signings, the, the roster's kind of getting solidified. What do you think the starting lineup's going to be in your, in your opinion? Yeah, so I guess we can go through both of ours of what we'd like to see. So I think, first of all, I'd like to see um, if we're just going starting the game, we want to put up some points, we're just going out there to compete. I'd say my starting lineup would be D'Lo at the one, Malik at the two, Edwards at the three, Wancho at the four, and Cat at the five. And I think the reason for this being all those players can step outside of the arc and hit a three. And I think the Timberwolves philosophy is shoot threes, shoot threes and space the floor and drive. I think if you have all five of those guys on the floor, that is, you're not going to be able to account for every single one of those guys. One of those guys is going to be able to penetrate and kick out and there's going to be an open three or an open lane to drive. 
See, the only problem I have with that is if we're talking the first game of the year, I think it, um, I think it's going to be tough to start Ant Man in the first game of the year. Mm. I think you, I, I think you got to start Rubio, man. I think you. Yeah, gotta, I, I can see that too. I definitely can. For sure, that might like it's hard having Rubio and D'Lo on the court at the same time. I'm really excited to see how they're gonna how they're gonna handle that. I think they're gonna play off each other really well when they're on the court together. I think Rubio's a really unselfish player, and I think um I think D'Lo will still get to carry the ball up too. See, but how how does Rubio off ball without the ball in his hands? How can he really make? How can he really affect the game? That's my only problem with that because I feel like he needs to be making the plays and dishing out the ball, and if he's doesn't have the ball in his hands, I feel like he might struggle a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll have to see because Ru- obviously Rubio is most dangerous when he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. And, um, you know, he's not the best coming off picks and shooting. But I think um, obviously he is an approved three-point shooter. He's shooting at 36% from the three, which he wasn't doing when he was on the Timberwolves the first time. So that's always a really big plus. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I think first game of the year, like you were saying, I think – Possibly Rubio in there as a just a leader, I think could be a good for the starters. But I also I think it would be great for those guys on the bench in the Akogis and Culvers, because I think Rubio will make those guys that much better. And then if and once Rubio leaves for good, you know those guys can became that much better because they had a Ricky Rubio and they got to play off him a lot. So I think that's why yeah, I, I, him him leading the second team, I think, would definitely be great. Yeah, I definitely think that um, our second team is going to be actually pretty scary this year. With uh, you even got Culver, um, McDaniel's, Rubio. Yeah, I think that that's going to be exciting because usually with the team you're only excited about the starters, and once the starters go out, you don't really have anything to be excited about. But now, I mean, the bench is actually looking pretty scary. Yeah, I think the really underrated piece, too, is I think um, when Rondé comes in and plays the four, Nas at the five, I think, is really underrated because Nas can step outside and hit. The, he's like a budget Carl Anthony Towns, kind of. He he can step outside and hit the three, and he's a bigger body and can rebound like that, too. So I think the second – we have depth now. I don't think we had depth last year, and we actually have really decent depth. Yeah, man. So what, when's the, when's our first game of the year? Um, I believe our first, so they haven't released the schedule yet. Um, we do not play on Christmas day. So it's either the 22nd or the 23rd will be the first game of the year. But the first preseason game is the, um, I want to say 11th or the 12th against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. So, um, who do we got? What are the matchups looking like for that game? What, uh, <laughs> are you, are you going to be watching that game? That's yeah, I, I think I'll tune into the first preseason game, and I think we can talk about it. Um, no, I'll, I'll definitely tune into the game, probably try to watch it all. Um, I think John Morant's a lot to handle, but I also think that'll be, that would be an interesting matchup, D'Lo and Ja. I'd like to see how they kind of go off against each other because there's two different play styles. I think Ja more plays like Russell Westbrook, whereas D'Lo mm-hmm. plays a little bit slower, like a – I don't want to say James Harden, but that's he plays slower like him. He doesn't he's not the most athletic guy. He's gonna to try to beat yeah. you with the skill. So yeah. that'll be a really interesting matchup. Yeah, I'm I'm just really excited for the basketball season to start up. And what we were talking about college basketball earlier, like I can't believe like it just feels so weird that college basketball just like it just kind of started up out of nowhere to me, at least. I wasn't 
Like I wasn't ready for it. like it just I was just like wait is this college basketball on the TV and dude last night was the uh, what was it the Champions Classic yeah the State Farm and I always like every single year I get ready for the Champions Classic I'm like okay it's like always gonna be Duke Michigan State and then we got Kentucky Kansas but like I just college it's like the NBA I'm kind of like waiting I'm waiting for the season to start I'm I'm leading up to it but the college season I didn't even know it came until it hit us. Yeah, I was at work last night, and I just, like, looked up at the TV. I'm like, wait, is this the Champions Classic? Like, what? Yeah. But especially with uh, college basketball this year, it's kind of weird that the Blue Bloods still, like, aren't even – they're not, like, the top teams this year. No, I think there's a little, little bit more talent on each team, but I think you see – again, and you see Wisconsin, actually, as the number four team in the nation. Iowa is the number three team. You see a lot of um, a lot of teams in the top ten that are mostly senior-led teams. Like Wisconsin's whole starting lineup is seniors this year. See, that's kind of that's just classic uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. See, my 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 thing with Wisconsin is I think they're good every three to four years because those those kids that come in as freshmen take their time, then they get to redshirt senior, and then they're super good, and that's when they make like the final four runs that you usually see. Which is probably going to happen this year. Which I hate. I hate to see it, man. I've always, <laughs> I've always hated Wisconsin basketball. It's just their, just their three uh, and D. Not even, man. I, like they're just so fundamentally sound. It's just like annoying. See, that's what I love about college basketball is those guys play. Like I, I kind of like the forty point games. I like seeing them playing really hard, playing good defense, and playing zones and different matchups. Whereas the NBA, you're just seeing guys blow right past each other and just slam it home. True. I mean, it really is kind of the old fashioned basketball, especially Iowa, Wisconsin, all those like Villanova. Like I was, I was watching Indiana play. Um. Uh, Texas actually in a turn in the Maui Invitational um, the other day and Indiana was just sitting in that two three and they would not let them score like they would they would hold they would have to hold the ball and run the shot clock down to thirty seconds every single time because they were just so fundamentally sound in that zone. Dude, I used to love playing against zones. Oh yeah, you'd launch three pointers and penetrate or playing, or playing zone, dude. Playing zone is so much. It's like. <laughs> It's so much more – you get so much more hype, I think, when you play zone because you have, like, your buddies and it's not all on you if you get beat off your man. That it's not as energy-consuming. Yeah, that is true. Playing at the top of the 2-3 is the funnest position in basketball. So you do – yeah. Do you know what the worst is? Bottom middle literally stinks. And no. even the, bo- the bottom side stink too because you have to run out and defend the corner and then you can get penetrated right there. Okay, but not even in the 2-3, but – um. The bat, the bottom of a one three one. Oh yeah, the run, just running baseline side to side. That is the worst like position to be in in basketball. Especially you gotta when, have your fastest guy down there, right? Yeah, and they would put me down there, and I, that that wasn't me. And in practice, <laughs> in practice, like when you just keep doing it back, back to back to back to back, and they would just swing the ball around from like, <laughs> and you just literally just sprinting the baseline like, <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. And if someone if they skip past it, like. You, there's no way you can get all the way over to the other corner. No, it's 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 a long run. It definitely yeah. is. But, dude, I would like to see that. I wish there was more zone defense in the NBA. I wish there was, too. I think you've been – you actually see a lot – a little bit more of it now than you used to. But because um, in the playoffs, I think the Magic were running 2-3 against the Bucks because Giannis was just killing them on the inside. So, I think 
I think um, the reason they don't run zone, obviously NBA players are just too good at three-point shooters to run a zone against. But those you're too too athletic not to just guard man-to-man. Yeah, I guess. And defensive three seconds makes it really hard. Yeah, the middle guy would have to keep going to the top of the key and back. Or the sides, or the sides. Or the sides, yeah. See, so that kind of takes like the two, three out of it. And I feel like that's kind of the reason they made the defensive three seconds. Clog the paint. I mean, yeah, why not? But why why is there defensive three seconds still? Especially when people can shoot as well as they can now. I feel like that's a, something that just should be taken out of the game, to be honest. Well, yeah, I, th- I think it's a little bit tougher because obviously in high school basketball, you're not going to have a seven-footer just sitting in the paint because, like, those guys, if they're just sitting in the paint, like, why would I not plug a, a Shaq-type player in the paint and sit him there the whole game? You know why? Because big guys can shoot now. You hit them with a small ball lineup. That's what I'm saying. If they just want to stick a center in the middle, put Carr Anthony Towns at the five and just wide open threes. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I don't I don't know why it's the only uh it's one of those rules that only applies to the NBA. That's no other level of basketball. So I don't know why it's in the game either. I mean, you could see it in the past, but now I feel like that's something that could kind of be uh kind of be uh, just taken out of the out of the league. So. The big, the big story that I actually saw on on Snapchat. You know how you like swipe right on Snapchat, and there's all these stories. I usually never click on them, but this, the one I clicked on, I was like, "Wait, what?" And it was yeah. uh, a little gossip about uh, Malik, your guy. Um, yeah, so explain, explain I guess we can. What your guy? What happened to him? What do you? So uh, a little story time. Um, so Malik Beasley's birthday was, I think, two weeks ago. So. He goes off to Miami for his birthday, and um, now it's just recently surfaced. I think last night was when it came out was um, him and Larsa Pippen were uh, holding hands, and um, you know I, they're they're a couple now. They're dating, and um, Malik had a uh, had a kid and his wife back home, and they just found out about it. And, um, and this isn't the there was a separate girl that actually. Uh, I think TMZ leaked the DMs that same weekend of too. So, so wait, so he, uh, Laura, Laura, what's her name? Larsa. Larsa Pippen. Is that Scotty Pippen's wife? That's Scotty Pippen's ex-wife that has a, uh, a little bit of a history of future. Yeah. Future Tristan Thompson, dozens <laughs> of NBA players. Um, yeah, and I feel bad because Scotty Pippen jr. His mom is literally – she has OnlyFans. She's dating players his age. Like, this kid's – by the way, Scotty Pippen Jr. is having a great season at Vanderbilt so far. He's having, probably going to be drafted next year. So imagine your mom dating these guys that are the same age as you and could possibly be on the – could possibly be your, be your teammate next year. So, like – Imagine if the Timberwolves draft Scotty Pippen Jr. What – how awkward is that? Like that's that's I don't know that that might be unplayable. Like I don't know if that's because Scotty Pippen Jr. The thing that's funny is he's been liking tweets like I feel so bad for this kid. Like someone about get this himself? about his mom. Yeah, and he's like someone get this man's mom and like stuff <laughs> like that. But like I thought it was a funny joke. I saw a tweet that said his mom's been playing in the NBA longer than Malik Beasley, and I'm like. It's it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because when I think of Scottie Pippen, I think of like old guy, like fifty, because he's he's pretty old, dude. 
Yeah, it's Larsa's 46, I think. So she's uh, double Malik's age. Malik, <laughs> hey, Malik, hey, he's a character, man. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think it's just bad timing because of obviously his felony charges. I think Malik's been in the news a little bit more than they'd like him to be with the new contract. But I mean, you know, hopefully he can. Uh, I don't know. I feel terrible for the family. Obviously, his his wife, his kid, because they found out the same time as the public did. So I mean, hopefully Malik can figure it out. I don't know what is what he's doing. I hope he doesn't date Larsa Pippen. Uh, you know, I hope he just. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. I hope he hope everything works out there. I mean, yeah. Now he's he's also facing a suspension. For yeah. Arrest and I when I saw that he was fa- I, MN Sports News posted on uh, Instagram that he was facing a suspension. I was like, wait for the Pippin thing. Like, how is that? How does that? They can't suspend him for that. But no, then, uh, that was for the Pippen. charges. Yeah. Yeah. So how how long do you think he's going to be suspended? Or um, I mean, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. It'll probably be like maybe a ten game suspension or something. Um, well, honestly, maybe the Maybe he can get the charges dropped somehow, but you know, luckily we just drafted somebody first overall that's a shooting guard too. So it won't be too. It'll be a big loss because obviously he's the best three point shooter on the team besides Cat. But you know, maybe Anthony Edwards can really step up in that role and become that third star if he gets the opportunity. Yeah, it's just it's terrible timing for uh for for Malik to be doing something like that, but um. It's just classic Timberwolves. I mean, we sign a guy. Um, to four years, $60 million. Yeah. On the podcast, we stated that he was – that he was he's a changed man. Like, they signed him because they believed in him. And then for him just to go do that, I mean, it's a tough it's a tough look. But, um, but I, that, think, I think the big thing is, though, too, you know, at least it wasn't something with legal issues. It was just a personal thing. I mean, hopefully yeah. that can be fixed with some vet – you know, that's why it's important, man. You get a vet like Ed Davis and hopefully you can just like, it's real. Like I think um, the year we had Kevin Garnett, was it that 2014 or 15 we signed him back? It was a uh, cat's rookie year. So yeah. And I mean, cat probably thrived being, being mentored by Kevin Garnett. So I think you need a player like that in every locker room to really hold it down. Yeah. I mean, Ed Davis, like, I don't mean to, like, I think that is the most vet name of all time. Yeah, and like D'Lo said it, he everyone you talk to loves that dude. He's he, he's a hard guy. He's like he's gonna get on you if you're not working hard. So I I hope um I hope he really brings that to the locker room this year. Yeah, I'm excited, and I mean for Malik Beasley, like the person, like the issues off the court. I mean that doesn't affect that doesn't really affect him as a basketball player. I mean it might a little bit, but he's still gonna be that basketball player, and that's like he's still gonna be a great basketball player. So. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I was just looking at his Instagram today because I thought he was going to be like all down and not posting anything. But dude, he was posting a bunch of stories at the because t- um, Timberwolves training camp started yesterday, so everyone reported, and he's he was hanging out with like a Kogi and having fun. And you know, I, I know hopefully he's good. You know, if he's good in the head and he's playing good, then his personal what, life aside. What do you? How do you think that the players in the? Um, how do you think the players in the locker room are gonna? Um, how are they gonna? How did you think they reacted to that? Like when they got to training camp, do you think anyone said anything, or do you think it was just kind of like awkward, or do you think they like clowned him for it? Like, what do you think? Do you I would think probably say more clowning. I don't think it was probably be too awkward. Well, I, see, you it's tough because terrible. He has a wife and kids. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't. 
I was just about to say that. Like, I don't know if you, I, on, in, realistically, probably no one said anything to him, but I don't know. Because that, it is terrible. It's really terrible, actually. Yeah, it is bad. I, I think, mm-hmm. um, I thought I saw his wife. Yeah, his wife's trying to get filed for divorce. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if something wasn't working and there's stuff behind the scenes. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, especially with, uh, well, she's probably happy you just got that contract. Yeah, because uh, if they didn't sign a prenup, she's definitely getting half of that new $60 million contract. So, I mean, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough for Malik. We might be seeing him in some more commercials lately trying to get some more. Uh, yeah, we might be seeing him at a, uh, what is what is those uh, Kirk Cousins commercials he does? The Pizza Ranch? Pizza <laughs> Ranch is sleep number. Kirk <laughs> gets the biggest Vikings contract and does all these random commercials. Do you think he just likes doing them? No, dude. He's trying to get. He's 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 a really smart guy, and he um. The funny <laughs> thing is, like, he's the most boring guy ever, too. So I don't know how why these brands would want him in their commercials because he's so boring. Like, he's literally the most boring person. He's got like that. He. Everyone knows Kirk's vibe in Minnesota, so I think everyone just whenever a Kirk commercial comes on, everyone just loves it. This it's more of a meme, honestly. People just think it's funny. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, a lot of lot of lot of stuff going on with the Wolves right now, but you know that could make it potentially even more exciting. Add to the headlines. See, I don't know. Is it always? Um, is there always this much like drama going on with the Wolves, or is it just like now that we're paying attention to it? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think there's always like drama, like people are getting frustrated because we're losing. So I don't, maybe this is kind of new, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of new. I don't know if I like it or not, but um, I'm really excited for the preseason to start next week on on Timberwolves Talk. Wow. Okay. I just got a notification from um, Shams that 48 out of the 546 players uh, tested positive for coronavirus. 48 out of like 546 all right so do some quick math what is that uh what's that percentage there anyone in the comments oakview uh aaron johnson you guys got the uh the math there 500 about like eight percent of players have covid right now so i mean i mean yeah that's that's bound to happen though that's pretty normal numbers even for the nfl that percentage so i mean i I don't think it's gonna mean anything um in the long run we got a couple more weeks till season two plus i think partially what that would have to do with everyone coming in from what they've been doing directly into camp you'd rather have all these players get it right now than um during the season yeah um but so yeah that's uh that's going to conclude our timbo's talk for the week um you know what let's get into let's get into some uh 